Welcome to Satisfied, a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Pardo. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, business coach, and former private chef. Satisfied is all about finding fulfillment, confidence, and peace in your body, business, mental health, relationships, and life. If you're an introspective, deep, and sensitive woman, Satisfied is for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. I am so grateful, as always, for you tuning in today. Today, we're going to be talking about solo dates. I got this question on Instagram when I put a poll out for podcast topics. And not only are we going to be talking about solo date ideas today, but I really want to talk about being alone and being able to enjoy your own company and stay comfortable in your own skin. I am somebody who feels very comfortable being alone, but it wasn't always that way. I think that there's maybe a little bit of shame involved in there sometimes like, oh, I don't want to go to this concert alone or to this restaurant alone or or even just be in my own company and stay witness to my thoughts, right? Like that can be really uncomfortable sometimes if you've never put yourself in that position. But I really think that enjoying your own company is a way to feel more authentic within yourself because you actually get to know yourself, which means then that that is what you are giving the world. It also prepares you for a relationship if that's what you're looking for, because I do think that a prerequisite, can't ever say that word right, to a healthy relationship is being able to be alone because then you won't stay in a shitty relationship because, you know, you can stand being alone. And many people don't leave because of that. So I'm going to be talking through that today. And for now, what we have going on in the business is we have my eight-week workout program, which is going to open towards the end of February. My next program has a name. I haven't named it. I haven't shared the name publicly, but I will be sharing that in the next few days on Instagram. I also am opening up five nutrition one-on-one coaching spots and three business mentorship spots. We have the intuitive macro certification for coaches coming up in April. And then the next round of intuitive macros, my nutrition program is going to be opening up as well. So stay tuned for all of those things. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I want to do. I even want to do a course on binge eating. I want to do a meal prep course. There's just a lot of stuff that I want to continue creating and that you all have told me that you wanted, which is why I do what I do, right? To make sure that you are getting the information that you need in order to solve your problems and get what you want, right? On the personal side, we never really do. I don't think I really do. I sprinkle them in here and there, some life updates things are feeling really good lately. Uh, I have been talking a little bit about how I 
and I talked about it on here too, was sort of like deviated from my habits for a bit, still continued to do them to the best of my ability, but definitely deviated some in just the degree to which I show up to myself. I just didn't have the bandwidth. I was traveling and there was just a lot going on and it just couldn't happen at that time. And I definitely think that I experienced probably some of my, if we're just being real right here, some of my like lowest mental health moments that I've had in a really long time. And I am realizing that now because I don't feel that way anymore. I think a lot of it has to do with just me processing my grief, which continues to surprise me. Uh, I have no idea how these grief journeys go. Obviously, this is the first time I'm going through it, and it's just like so complex. I think that sometimes it isn't until we're out of it, and I'm sure that this will hit me again at some point. Um, It isn't until we're out of it that we can really see like, oh, I feel better now, and I wasn't feeling this good before. And I think that when you have a lot of stuff going on in your life, it is easier to, funny way of saying that, but it's easier to not feel your feelings, which is something I try to do all the time because they're going to be like, they're going to come out anyway at some point. So I definitely experienced that. And obviously, like, things kept rolling. Like, I kept doing my stuff. I kept showing up and doing things. But I think that this is just a normal trajectory of things when you lose somebody that you love so much. And I really, the thing that makes me feel better is just, like, continuing to connect to higher power and that is something that I do with my health and my fitness as well. And my creativity is like, nothing makes me happier or more at peace than connecting to higher power. For me, it's universe, source, God. A lot of people are scared by that word, but I continue to do things that make me feel amazing in my body and mind and just get really clear about what those things are. And when I'm in that place, I feel strength. I feel internal fortitude. And that is the goal, right? The goal isn't to be like, oh, everything has to work out perfectly or, you know, I'm not going to be happy until I get this thing. It's more so how can I prepare myself for whatever comes? How can I do the work to stay trusting in my life and to trust that everything is working out as it should. And all I can do is learn to handle it. And that is really because anything can change at any moment. And I think having that perspective has allowed me to feel more joy and then has just sort of made it a little bit slippery sometimes to maintain the things that I need to do while still maintaining them to a certain degree. I think going that on that trip was just really, you know, a complete out of, uh, and it's not that I don't like traveling. It's more so I, I think it was the timing of things and it just like really kind of put me in a vortex and it was amazing and it was also hard. Um, but I, the, the whole p- point of this is that I am feeling much better and really good now and 
this is the thing with health and fitness stuff that like you don't really like you never really arrive you never really get to a place where like it's all over it's all maintenance of these actions and at the same time I do believe that the more you work on yourself the more you put in effort into things the more things will come to you that are aligned this is also just in life in general that you might be going through like ebbs and flows in your business or ebbs and flows in creativity like you are not meant to be a machine 24/7 like things have seasons and if you're in a down period right now know that the next period like in science like it has to be up in some way and this isn't like some pollyanna stuff this is just like the natural order of things that things fall apart and come back together and I think in losing my dad, obviously that really like shatters, something like that really shatters everything. And it's not something that you feel like, for example, like the day of his death was not as hard as like the reality of living without him. So I think that as the foundation gets cracked or demolished in this case, it takes time for it to rebuild and it takes time for things to come together in a new way, in a new reality. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, I think that that's true across the board. Was not planning on talking about this, by the way, but it's coming out. So I'm trusting that it's what needs to be said uh, right now. Maybe you need it. And it's what I've been going through and learning. And somebody told me the other day that even like, bare bone science that whenever molecules have to adjust to something new like there's always friction first there's always going to be a period of like shape shifting that doesn't feel comfortable that's outside of the norm before it returns to homeostasis and I think that that is what is happening and it always comes back it always comes back to feel better because even now I feel myself becoming stronger in the reality without my dad. And for anybody out there that's lost a parent, I just can't even like explain the magnitude of this, of what it feels like. And I am trying for when you go through stuff like that to try to alchemize it in the best way possible while also like feeling feelings and doing what I need to do. So a little bit of a tangent there. Um, but that's sort of the update that things feel really good and business is good. Life is good. feels calm. Been just having a lot of fun lately and hanging out with my people and just, you know, life is good. So I will continue to give some, you know, personal updates and life updates and, and things like that. But let's talk really quickly, since I've already spent half the episode talking about this, about being alone and solo dates. So I, the, I think growing up, especially if like you are a child of immigrants, like, which I am, you don't really, um, text messages are texting. Um, you don't really like, it's not very like encouraged to be alone. Like I wasn't even allowed to go like outside alone. Not to say that I was like in a prison necessarily, but like I was always like, no, you can't do that alone. You can't do that alone. You can't do it alone. It's like, you're going to die if you go outside type of thing. And that 
does not necessarily foster an environment where you feel like you can trust yourself. Um, and so everything that I had to do was after, like when I went to college and stuff, obviously like I did that in high school and in middle school, I would go outside alone. But if, if you had those types of like very overprotective parents, I think that you perhaps know what I mean. Finding your way in the world after that is interesting because it doesn't actually happen until you expose yourself to being alone. So I think that like when I was in college, I always latched on to like a best friend or somebody who was like my drinking buddy. Like I had to have somebody go with me everywhere and I didn't feel comfortable being alone. It really wasn't until, and then I had boyfriends all the time. Like I always had a boyfriend. I always had somebody that I could come home to or talk to or whatever. It really wasn't until I went to grad school when I was in, when I was like 26 or 25 that, and I lived alone. And like, that was the first time that I, cause even through college, like I had roommates. I also lived alone when I was in Tampa for my corporate job right after college. But like, I was always with people. I hated being alone. I was always had the TV on. And when I went to grad school, I spent a lot of time alone. And I just remember like being fearful of that and being alone in my apartment at night watching TV as you do, right? Like if you're reading, you're watching TV, you're doing whatever, you're on a walk. And I was just like, wow, I really like this. I really like this. I really like this company, me, (laughs) company being myself. Um, And I just felt rooted and solid. But it wasn't until I actually exposed myself to what I was scared of. It's so interesting that we are scared of that too, of like being alone at night. Or I think that that's the biggest thing. Like, I don't want to be alone at night. What am I going to do? I'm crawling out of my skin. I don't feel comfortable. Exposing yourself to that slowly is sort of how it happens. Let's say you have a routine where like you, you know, let's say you live with your parents or something, which is not most people listening to this podcast, but like, let's say you live with someone, you could maybe just have a night a week that you just do your own thing and you start there uh, and you expose yourself to those levels of discomfort or you practice like going to the grocery store alone or, um, you know, I think there's different levels here of just like being alone in life and then like taking it to the next level of like going on dates by yourself. Um, But anyway, I started to do that in grad school because I remember making a list of all of the stuff that I wanted to do when I was living in Boston and realizing that like I had a lot of good friends, but I I couldn't rely on them always to like do the stuff I wanted to do. And I just like would do everything by myself. Like, Obviously, I would hang out with people too, but I would like go on the tea and go to a restaurant by myself or go to a museum by myself. And I just remember like that really taught me to be alone. It taught me to enjoy my own company because I loved it. I loved it, especially if you're an introvert, like that is how you recharge. That is how you feel better is by exposing yourself to these things and seeing that like you survived them. Um So that is sort of how I learned to be alone and really love my company and being alone and feeling calm. And then the next level of that is when I traveled. 
And when I went to the farms, if you don't know, I did WOOF, which is Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. I did it for several months. I even ended up meeting a cheese farmer. I met with a family initially, and I met a cheese farmer that I lived with. It was a man. Uh, And I moved in with him immediately. Maybe a week after I met him, I moved in with him had a cheese life in a mountain, and I thought about staying there. (laughs) Maybe I will tell that story. I've like teased that story, but like it was very much a thing. We kept in touch. He was very upset when I told him that I wasn't going to come back, but he was like, it was in Barolo. And if you're familiar with Italian wines, you know that Barolo is the king of Italian wine. So his town was near there. And he was, I was like, what am I going to do if I lived here? And my dad was very upset that I had gotten a master's degree and then was going to go to farms. He was not happy. He was like, you just got a master's degree and you're going to go play in the fucking dirt like that. That is how my dad uh, reacted to me going to live on farms. Um, But he was, you know, the guy was like, you can work in the wine shop. And I was like, what? Like, no, I can't do that. And not that there's anything wrong with that. But for me, I was like, I want to do things that are, I want to be entrepreneurial. I want to start my own business. That's when I started my private chef business. Then obviously I couldn't leave Miami. But, you know, I think during that time of going on that trip, I really learned to be alone. I remember one day specifically that I, it's still one of the best days of my life that before I went to the town where the, the farm was, I had like two days in Rome. One of them, I walked around by myself the entire day with a map, like a paper map, phones. This was in 2012 phones with GPS, like uh, if it did exist, I didn't have one. Um, I think I had a flip phone back then. Maybe I, I can't remember. But I just remember walking that whole day by myself. I had a lunch. I remember telling my concierge at the hotel, like, tell me, tell me a place to go where I'm not going to see one American because I want, I don't want any tourists. I want locals. I want good food. And I'm not afraid of saying that, like, touristy spots suck. (laughs) I don't want to go there. Um, And I just had this incredible lunch, this really funny waiter that asked me to go on his motorcycle with him. As I looked at his wedding ring, his name was Andrea, which is also my sister's name. And I remember after that, just like wandering, going to the Vatican, uh, praying at the Vatican. I remember walking all around. I ended up going to dinner with this other guy that I had met at my hotel. He was from San Diego. His name was Jeff. I went in his car. I just, he seemed trustworthy, (laughs) by the way. But all of those, all of that to say, like, that was the best day, one of the best days of my life, solo, going to restaurants, going to coffee, going to all these things by myself. And it isn't until you do them and expose yourself to it that you start to feel better and you start to feel equipped to be like, oh yeah, I can handle this. Oh yeah, I can do this by myself. And what an empowering feeling for you to do those things. So then after when I came home, I wasn't scared of being alone. Like I just like worked my ass off and was alone and just like did things alone. And even now after my breakup, that I had almost a year ago, which is crazy. 
I wasn't scared of being alone. I was just like, okay, let's do this. And I'm happy to be alone. I got my people. I can do anything that I need to by myself. It's totally fine. And it is there is no better feeling than that because then eventually when you do get into a relationship, you know that it's because you wanted, because you actually want to be there, not because of a fear or scarcity, right? So my favorite ideas for being alone, one is travel. If that is in your budget and you have the resources for that, even just doing like a day trip somewhere, like drive somewhere, go there the whole day, and then come back, like nothing taught me more than that solo trip I took, you know, damn 12 years ago now, that's crazy, uh, that we're in 2024. But that really taught me so much. I also really love going to the movies by myself. Like I'd rather go to the movies by myself than with someone else. It just feels so indulgent to go to the movies to be like, I want to see this, I'm going to go do this. So I love, love a solo solo movie, especially matinee. That's what I was going to say. You can go to a park and do a picnic and have a book and just like bring a couple snacks, lay down there, enjoy the sun if that's available to you where you live and just bask in the sun, lay in the grass and read your dang book. You can go on a hike by yourself. I did this a lot in LA. I would bring Miss Faye. Miss Faye, I mean, Miss Faye is my little companion. Um, obviously she cannot talk and I don't really talk to Miss Faye. Uh, like I did tell her I love her and all the little dog things, but like, I don't have full on conversations, which like, if you do that, that's cool. A lot of people do that with their dogs. I just don't. Um, so hiking is great. Or even just like a walk outside, a walk on the beach, doing something naturey. I think that actually that is the best way to connect with yourself is to do something like that. You could do a restaurant bar. If that feels, if a table feels like too much, ease yourself in. You could start with going to coffee first, just like sitting at a coffee shop by yourself. And if you feel odd being there by yourself, like take it slow, like open your window of tolerance slowly. Start with your laptop, then start with maybe a book. Then you bring your phone. Then maybe you just like sit there for a little bit and you just people watch and drink your drink or whatever it is. And then maybe you graduate from a bar, the restaurant to a table by yourself. There, there's something like so like sexy about that to see somebody in their own presence and being comfortable. Like there is something about it that is so attractive that is, it's just, again, somebody being in comfortable in their own skin feels that way. <clears throat> I also love a bookstore, going to a bookstore, wandering around like delicious for you to just like be in the presence of these things, right? Like it's just amazing to feel like you can do those things. Art store is great too. I also like if you love crafts, being able to go to an art store and just like sort of wander and look at things that you want to do or try out the pens or whatever. Farmer's market is also great, especially if like you do a go to a workout class. That's another idea. You know, go to a workout class or go to a hike or whatever. And then you go to the farmer's market afterwards. Like that is awesome. And then lastly, I also really love going to the grocery store and then cooking yourself an amazing meal. I think that just having time to yourself where you can bask in your own company, it might feel uncomfortable, but that is truly how you learn to be with yourself, right? by exposing yourself to those things. And you could do other stuff like 
you know, a little bit fancier, like a concert or going to a cooking class by yourself or going to a show or a museum or an art gallery or something. Because again, the more you learn to do that, the more comfortable you are in your own presence and the better it is for you in order to feel like you can feel comfortable in your own skin. So I hope that this was helpful. Uh, Let me know if any of these ideas resonated with you. I can't wait to keep sharing all of the podcast episodes that I have coming up. Please let me know if you ever have an idea. And also if you could leave a rating and review, I would really, really appreciate it. And I would be so, so grateful because that is how people find the podcast. As always, I'm sending you a ton of love. I'm so grateful for you listening and I will talk to you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show, or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.